Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here, and this is the Rumor Hazard Podcast. I'm with Megan Howard. Hello, Megan. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm doing well. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. A little under the weather. The last episode, we had uh, our Assistant City Manager Mike Gephardt fill in admirably for me. Did a fine job. I think he was a little nervous, but uh, made it through and good. had a great episode. Sorry I missed Ben Hulsman with uh, Fairborn Communicates. I would have loved to have been part of that conversation, but uh, okay. it was great, uh, great interview and great talking to him. We held down the fort for you and... I think we did all right. As they say, the show must go on, right? So, so. and it, it did go on. It had, you know, a few hiccups, but it's okay. Nobody's irreplaceable around here, and even me. I wouldn't uh, go that and, far. You know, as much as some people would love to see me replaced, it's <laughs> uh, it's going to take a minute, I think, to do that. It takes so. more than just a missing of a podcast. <laughs> right, right. It takes a little more than just COVID to, <laughs> to get, get rid of me. To get you down. <clears throat> so let's get into a couple things. This is episode 12. Yeah, a little, little cough lingering, but it's otherwise okay. feel fine. Episode 12, I can't believe we made it this far. I know. Uh, we have uh, 46 followers. We do. And we've been downloaded over 2,200 times. Which is crazy. Yeah, That's this amazing. is this is World Communication Week, so I figured why not share that information? That's fantastic. So for those of you that are followers, thank you. Uh, those of you that download the podcast, uh, really appreciate you just tuning in. And this is a really good way for us to kind of get some information out yeah. in a very informal way. Uh, people can understand kind of what's going on and it can be a little more timely than maybe some of the other forms of communication we have. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's f really fun to do this. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, the weeks we don't necessarily do this one and we do the government ops, not that that one's not fun. Right. A little more dry. It is. Uh, that's more like an interview, like a, a dare say NPR type. Yeah. I just feel like know, it's gotta be more serious. Just the facts, ma'am. I can't. Yeah. Just the facts, ma'am. Right. This one we can cut up a little bit and have a little more fun, laugh. Yeah, so that, thanks to the 46 followers and, uh, but the 2,200 downloads, that's, that's pretty significant. That's great. Which, yeah. cause you can follow a podcast or you can listen to a podcast and not follow it. Right. So you can still get the information and which is all good stuff. And I mean, yeah, we, we talk about non-important things sometimes, but for the most part, I mean, this is pretty relevant information and of course, so at it, least I think it is. And it's really, again, it's a way to get some information out in a, a way that some people enjoy. I mean, right. you know, it's a real uh, low barrier to, to really take part in this communication. Just download a podcast and listen to it. Right. You can do it driving, yeah. making dinner. So we, we've, uh, let's get, getting into it. We've kind of uh, just passed our busy season here in Fairborn. October is over. Which is uh, insane. We're, we're now into November, believe it or not. Um, and I wanted to, to say I've had a, had a conversation with Mike Foy uh, over the weekend uh, looking for a last-minute uh, Halloween thing, and he said it was a really great season for him. Good. I think the Halloween festival was very well attended. They did a nice job with it. The weather was perfect. Yes. Uh, that helps. Uh, so just it, it helps shine a light on Fairborn that really is, is our um, – as much as we like to think bluegrass is our thing, Halloween's really our thing. Yeah, and there were quite a few articles again this year just highlighting Fairborn as Halloween, you know, capital of Ohio and this area. So I think it was good. Yeah, it's really hard to argue that, frankly. I mean, I don't know of any other communities that own it like we do that put as much effort into it that really, I think, do a great job of showcasing who we are. Yeah, we need to find a good ghost story. Yeah, that'd be great. Like that's That's kind of one of the things that... I've not heard since we've, since we've been here is, is the, you know, where's the ghosts, the, you know, the myths and the legends. Cause you've not, I've not heard those. It's just Halloween. So. So uh, I guess I'll throw this out to the people that download this and listen to it. If you know of a good ghost story, uh, please let us know. Uh, send yeah. us an email or 
uh, hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear one. I, I do know of one hmm. uh, that the Actors Theater on Main Street, uh, we probably should should talk to Jim Harworth. Yeah. Uh, the Actors Theater, I understand, is haunted. Oh. Uh, there's a ghost in the Actors Theater. And I, I believe, and I forget who told me this, and maybe it was Jim himself, uh, that there happened to be a cat in a picture of a, you know, they took a picture of the, after a uh, performance, they took a picture yeah. and there was this cat in the picture and they, somebody said, well, where'd that cat come from? They said there was no cat there huh. uh, and it made it into the picture, which is kind of an interesting thing. So maybe that's a, if, if you know anything else or if you know more to that story or if you have a different story, uh, we'd love to have some ghost stories. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I just think it'd be cool to have, you know, something to add to our Halloween, you know, fun is some ghost yeah. story lore and all that kind of stuff. I love it. So yeah, let us know of your ghost stories. Uh, we're, we'd be glad to sh- have you come and, tell you know, them. yeah, tell it on air. If, if yeah. it's a good one, we'll certainly put it on there. Yeah, so uh, heading into November, though, we're, we're wrapping up the end of the year. Uh, we're only three weeks away, really, from Thanksgiving, which is unimaginable. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, and then once Thanksgiving hits, the year is pretty much over, right? I mean, <laughs> for the most yeah. part, it's rounding into the holidays. Uh, but we have some things coming up next week. Uh, we're going to have a Christmas exciting. tree. We are. On Monday, our uh, parks department is, I think Monday morning, they're going out and they're getting the Christmas tree or the holiday tree, whichever you like to to say. That's right. Whichever your flavor is. Uh, And they're going to start putting it up Monday. It will be up Monday. They're decorating downtown this week. So you will start seeing all the fun decorations and it's exciting. Again, we had another resident donate a tree. That's a really good deal for them because if it's a tree that they maybe are looking to get out of their yard, that's one that's presentable. Uh, we they essentially donate it to the city. We come get it, remove it from their their yard, and then set it up downtown. Um, I think in the we're probably ending uh, with the next couple of years. We may do something a little more uh, permanent and a little more. Uh, I don't want to say green, but maybe instead of cutting a tree down, we may have something a little more right. uh, technologically different. Uh, we're looking at ways to do that and and evaluate whether our downtown could handle something like that. Uh, but we appreciate the folks that donate their tree. Our folks do a wonderful job getting the lights on it. It looks amazing. It does. Uh, and it's just, it's a, it makes downtown so beautiful. And if you've never witnessed that process, the the removal of a tree is impressive, yeah. especially the size of these trees. I mean, they, they cut the bottom off and then literally lift it straight up in the air. And then they've got to, you know, tilt it and put it on the, the bed of a, you know, a flatbed, you know, hauler. Right. And then they move it and then they put it up downtown. So if you're not doing anything, probably about 10 o'clock Monday morning, um, park somewhere downtown and just stand on one of the sidewalks and just yeah. watch them. Cause Come it get is a coffee impressive. at lefties and, and exactly. sit there and watch us. Process oh my that. gosh. It's, it's so amazing to, <clears throat> to see him do this and you'll be amazed at what, what they're doing. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, our parks department, they are so creative with, with this kind of stuff. They really are. Because they've had to kind of makeshift a few of the things. Because no tree is perfect, really. So there right. are, uh, like, when you go to the, the Christmas tree lot to pick your own tree, there's usually, like, a gap in it, or there's yeah. you know, one side that doesn't look as good as the other, or it leans. or And so they have to deal with all of that, but on a much bigger scale, because this tree is every bit of 25 feet right. tall. Uh, and they do a great job of filling in holes and making sure everything gets covered and really just the process of anchoring a tree in that location is, is not easy. Right. Uh, and they've done it so long and done it so well, it just makes it look effortless. Yeah, so. So it's good stuff. And then when they turn the tree on uh, and turn the lights on downtown, it just, downtown just glows. It, it's just 
wonderful time of year for that. I heard somebody once tell me that when they were driving through at nighttime with all the lights on, it looked like the the downtown of a Hallmark movie. Wow, I believe it. And it was somebody that you know didn't live here. They just were happening to drive through Fairborn, and they're like, you know that your downtown looks so much like a Hallmark movie. And I'm like, oh, we should we should market it that way somehow. Yeah, like, absolutely. I don't know how we'll get there, but. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so the, hol- the holiday decorations are coming up. That leads into, we'll get a little bit more into this later, but December we held our parade, yep. uh, our horse horse parade, carriage parade downtown, which is always a beautiful event as well. Yeah. We'll do the Christmas tree lighting. Santa will be there. Uh, we do a wonderful job uh, downtown. And then the downtown Fairborn Committee the next week will do their open house uh, downtown at the Fifth Third Bank. And the downtown businesses really do a nice job of kind of, uh, decorating and getting ready for the holidays. Right. So I will say we are putting out something uh, this week about uh, parade participants. Great. So if you want to be part of the uh, holiday parade, uh, you can go on our website or just go to the Facebook uh, post. I'll put it in the show notes. Perfect. Love that. And uh, you can download the application and fill it out or fill it out online and then just submit it. Great. And you can be part of the parade. Or if you are a carriage, horse carriage owner, and you want to bring your horse and carriage, you can do that as well. And it's a different parade route than we normally do. So it's not coming down uh, Central Avenue and turning on Main. It's pretty much right. down and back on Main Street. Um, that We did that because it's a little easier for the horses to get back. Um, we don't want to intermix horse traffic and car, car traffic. traffic. So it was, it's a lot safer route for them. So yeah. it made more sense to do that. And you get every bit of, essentially you get a double chance to see all of the entries if you're downtown. So yeah. It really does work out really well. Yeah, I thought that was a lot better last year. So as we prepare for the holidays, uh, again, check our social media and check the show notes if you want to be part of it. Yep. So let's get into, we've had a couple of businesses that have announced closings. Uh, one got an, got announced by the business in the in the newspaper and yeah. one got announced on Fairborn Communicates. Right. <coughs> so the first one we'll, we'll deal with, which came first, was a CVS on Broad Street. Yeah. Uh, there's a CVS at the corner of uh, Maple. No, I'm sorry, Central, Central and, Broad. and Broad. Man, I need to learn these streets. I think I've been here long enough. Central and Broad <laughs> uh, that is announced. It's one of uh, a few hundred yeah. CVS pharmacies that are closing nationwide and in this region. Um, on top of that, if you go down Broad Street a little bit at the corner of Broad and Dayton, you have the Burger King, which announced, uh, or someone announced on Fairborn Communicates it was closing yeah. essentially in the middle of the night. Like tonight, tonight's the last night. Uh, we're done after this. Uh, I believe it is closed today. If we've been by there, I assume I probably should have done that probably before we announced this that, on, the, on the podcast. <laughs> um, but really what we're trying to talk about is what happens next right? Uh, when these things happen. So a lot of times we know a little bit about businesses that are coming in, but we don't know a whole lot about businesses that are going out right. uh, because unless it's a situation where there's a lot of employees, there's a state requirement that they have to notify those employees that the business will be closing. Uh, but in something where it's a retail business, not that many employees, uh, they can just decide one day they're going to be done. Uh, it happens a lot with restaurants and some places where they just aren't making it. Decide, hey, I'm trying to cut my losses. I don't want to spend any more on staff or utilities, whatever, and decide to go out. Okay. These are a little unique. Obviously, CVS is a big chain. Uh, they own thousands of stores nationwide. Um, not a lot we can do with, you know, right. they decide to reorg. It's a numbers game at that point. I don't even know what numbers they look at, um, but I'm sure that that CVS on Broad Street had a great following. It's in a good location. There's a lot of residences nearby. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's 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 damaging to the, to the neighborhood around there. Uh, we certainly understand that and wish there was something we could do to keep them, force them to stay open, but that's just not in our in our power. Burger King also, it, you know, that is a franchise, but typically those franchises have multiple locations. Right. Uh, they did a great job of, um, of really taking and redeveloping the old Flying Tiger site mm-hmm. and turning that into a new building. Um, and I think with the base uh, going on really remote work, uh, you don't have the drive-by right. businesses that uh, drive-by cars that businesses rely on. I think that really hurts. So it could be any number of things, uh, and it could just be, who knows? Maybe they couldn't get workers, maybe they couldn't get uh, supplies. Just the the way that everything is uh, working right now, everything's difficult. Yep. Yeah, and it's just, you know, there's no way to tell. You know, you're right. It's it could be one or all of the above. Right. For for both of them, but. Um, the good thing is we still do have a Burger King. We still do have a right. CVS in town and, um, you know, just continue to support those two businesses as well. And I know a lot of folks wi- uh, have voiced their opinion of what they would like to see come next and, and right. fill those spots. And while we we'll certainly uh, don't disagree with anything that anybody wants to see, if you listen to our government ops podcast where we talk about economic development, it's very difficult for the city to direct something specifically to go in there. Uh, for two reasons. One, it's, you know, we don't, we're not that type of business people. Right. Uh, we can market a building and let people know the building's available. But in terms of telling a building owner, you need to put this business in there. That's just, that's a little bit beyond our reach. Right. And so we, best we could do is make sure the site is well-maintained to make sure it's in a working condition. And typically um, it may take a little while. Somebody will come in to fill that site right. um, and we'll do the best we can to try to get those filled quickly. But, you know, given the two locations, that CVS is in a really good location with some good traffic. Uh, it may not sit for very long, and CVS may find another user for it, and uh, it probably won't be another, uh, typically it's not going to be another pharmacy. They right. typically uh, preclude that from happening, but uh, they'll get something back in there, hopefully, and, and get that spot filled up pretty quickly. Yeah. So, thanks. I wanted to, I just wanted to have those two on, there, on here for us and just kind of remind people that. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunately it's it's part of the process, and that we wish we wish we could you know have a say, but sometimes we can't. So, and I think people give us a little more credit sometimes than, than we deserve, and I think right. they give us a less credit sometimes we deserve. In this case, they give us a little more credit than we have because, again, it, it I, I would love to be able to write a letter to someone and say put this use in there, right, and make that happen. That would be wonderful. Uh, we would not have a vacant space in town. Uh, but the economics and the, you know, you have to have somebody willing to open that business, willing to run that business, that workers available. There's a whole number of things that go into that. And it's just very difficult for us to dictate what happens. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up on the list in case somebody had any questions about that. Yep. Let's move to something that's been in the news lately. We've had some uh, publicity about Fairborn Apartments. We have. Uh, we've had Mike Campbell with WHIO has uh, worked with a resident there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of showcase or show, I shouldn't say showcase, show the condition of her apartment and and the living conditions that she's dealing with that aren't unique necessarily to just that one unit. Right. Um, Finally, we got somebody to come out and get some video of this. Uh, She has some things growing on her walls that she claims is mold. Uh, Again, we're not mold experts. We don't test for mold, but we'll take her word for it. And so, and it's causing her some problems. She really went in in a very... um, a very diplomatic way, tried to talk to the management company at Fairborn Apartments to let them know she had these issues, and and their response was horrid. 
Uh, it was essentially, uh, we're going to evict you, try to get a restraining order against you, get out of here. Uh, we don't want to hear this. And so that kind of what started this whole ball rolling. Um, anybody that's been familiar with Fairborn or been around Fairborn knows that the uh, the condition of Fairborn Apartments has been an issue for a long time. Right. Uh, and it's not the fault of the people that live there. I don't want anybody to take away from this that we're blaming anybody that lives there. These are out-of-state entities. Uh, the previous owner uh, lived in Beverly Hills, California. So it's awful far to, to come and check on your property. Uh, and what they do is they have a, an agreement with, uh, with HUD uh, to get a, um, a certain incentive to, key, to uh, provide housing for folks that are low and moderate income and need assistance. Mm -hmm. And in return, they get a guarantee on the mortgage that they get, and they also get some revenue um, um, each month. What they then do is they hire a management company that gets paid a certain amount of money uh, on top of whatever everything else that's happening. And it is their job or their goal to uh, spend as little amount of money as they can, right. essentially. Because it's a numbers game at that point. It's a spreadsheet transaction. It's here's our income, here's our expenses, here's our profit. And so they're looking to really profit as much as they can on the on Fairborn Apartments. Unfortunately, that has led to in the past and and really currently uh, neglect of some of the issues that need to be addressed out there. Because when they start going about fixing these buildings, it's not going to be cheap uh, because it has gone so long that they need to submit and, and really sink a significant amount of money into these buildings that it's not going to be cheap. Um, but it's time. Right. And I think we're finally to the point now where someone has told the story more than we can because we've done everything we possibly can. We've talked to HUD. Uh, we've talked to the owners. We've talked to the management companies. <coughs> it becomes this very, uh, uh, very interesting shell game mm -hmm. where what will happen is the owner will uh, hire a new management company any management company will come out and say, give us a little bit of time. We're not sure what's going on. We're new to this thing, blah, blah, blah. Give us some time. And then nice. the quality never improves. That usually goes on for a few months. We start from scratch. We get built back up with all of the notices and all of the delinquencies. And then a new management company comes on board and they say, well, we just came on board. We don't know what's going on. The same old song and dance, um, you know, everything. And it's just this, this really vicious cycle that happens. And then it gets to the point where the owner says, okay, well, I'm going to sell the building. So the owner sells the building. We get a new owner comes in and say, hey, I really want to work with you. I want to fix this place up. Trust me. I'm going to do great things here with Fairborn Apartments. And it's just the same old song and dance. And essentially, we keep getting reset back to zero and having to continue to build our case. It's to the point, and HUD has not been, a, been our ally in this uh, venture. Right. Uh, you would think that HUD would have the residents' best interest at heart and want to see these buildings uh, fixed up. And it just, it's been our experience that that's a, also an impenetrable bureaucracy that we just can't seem to get any traction with. Right. Um, these uh, apartment buildings like this have to go through annual uh, inspections. Mm -hmm. And it's a, a quality inspection. It's what's the quality of the buildings, what's the quality of the ground, so on and so forth. In order to continue to receive your funding, they have to get a 70, I believe, on this, this score. Uh, the last two years, they were not built, have not been able to come out and do an inspection. So they've kind of done a paper inspection of previous inspections. And <laughs> last couple of years, Fairboard Apartments got a little little above 70. They got a 74-ish. So just enough. Just enough, right? Barely. And so this year, uh, with COVID kind of waning, uh, the 
third-party inspector came out and did a full-blown inspection. And lo and behold, that 74, I don't know if somebody has dyslexia, and I'm not making fun of that, turned into a 47. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, I hope that wasn't a transposed number because it really does look like a 47 out there. It looks like, and what happens then with HUD is if you get a number that low, then that triggers a whole other set of requirements, a whole other set of, of issues. What that also does is that transfers the property to somebody else at HUD. So HUD now, maybe we're dealing with someone out of Detroit. It now goes to HUD in Chicago. And now the person in Chicago says, well, I need to be brought up to speed here. I don't know what's going on. Give me some time, so on and so forth. So everybody needs time. Right. Nobody wants to spend any money to fix this place up. And, um, and the people living there are continually... Continue to suffer. Yeah. Yeah, because now this uh, young lady who made the complaint, uh, we had to go in and, and we can condemn her unit. Uh, we told her we were going to do this. You know, typically, which is not which is not something we want to do. It's not something we want to do. It's not, and it's a, a last resort, right? In a lot of cases, uh, but really, it's a, sometimes the only way we get somebody's attention is if right. we condemn a building. Um, we had to do this to this unit, uh, and most owners of a building this size would say, "Well, here's another unit that's available. Please move into this unit until we can get yours fixed." Uh, instead, they evicted her, <laughs> and essentially said, "You know, you need to leave and don't come back and." Uh, get out of here, which is not the, what I would call a responsible owner response. Mm -hmm. uh, they are, to me, it's, well, anyway, this, I'm not going to make a value judgment, but they haven't treated the owner, the residents the best here. They, I don't believe they have the owner's best in, or the resident's best interest. Mm -hmm. And so we are doing everything we can to step up our enforcement and to try to get uh, some things to happen out there. It's just been a slow grind process. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think what most people don't understand, and we have some historians maybe that listen to this podcast, certainly that, that uh, sh uh, share information on some of the Fairborn sites, those buildings are historic. Yeah. Because of when they were built, uh, they were built in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, because of the time frame when they were built, they were built because Wright-Patterson Air Force Base or Wright Airfield or uh, whatever it was called back then, I'm sure someone will correct me. Uh, was being developed as well, and they really had a need to house a lot of people that were going to work at the base. Right. So they built a few of these places around Fairborn, uh, Fairborn Apartments being one of them. Uh, and so because of when they were built and why they were built, uh, they're historic. And really, they have a really nice architecture to them. Uh, it's a really nice design. They just need to be cleaned up and fixed. Yeah. Uh, it's just the, the mismanagement and the and not spending any money over there is really led to some deteriorating conditions. Um, <coughs> but again, would love to see somebody come in that really wants to in, uh, invest in that property uh, because, you know, let's be honest, right next door to it is Baker Middle School. It's one of our, right. one of our largest schools. Um, that site will be going away at some point when Baker builds a new middle school. Uh, so we have an opportunity for some development there. Mm -hmm. It's a great time to look at both of those sites. How can we develop everything to be cohesive, what can we do? Maybe there's something we can do on the uh, on the Baker Middle School site to enhance the living conditions on around the neighborhood, not just right. the Fairborn Apartments. It's and it really is in a really nice area of town, uh, kind of the Mittman Park. Mm -hmm. uh, that area of town is some really uh, interesting home designs and yeah. some. So it's a really cool neighborhood. Uh, we just have this big uh, development in the middle with an out-of-state owner that really doesn't care. And unfortunately that drags down everything that's going on there. 
uh, but we're working on it. So that was a lot of talking on my part. I'm sorry about that. No, it's, I think it's, it's helpful. It's a needed explanation. And I, I've just seen some, some comments that, you know, we should just tear them all down. And, right. you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, let's, let's take a step back and realize that people live there. Right. Um, and if we tear them down, we are displacing all these people. And yeah. that's, that's more than just, you know, a, a passing, Hey, we're going to tear these buildings down because they're in terrible condition period. Right. They're in terrible condition. However, we have to go through certain steps to make sure that we're not displacing people just to displace them to get rid of these buildings. Sure. Um, but we want them to be in, in livable conditions that, that everybody would want to live in. Um, yeah. and it's, that everybody should should be able to live in, and that's and right now they're not they're not there. And tearing the buildings down is a temporary solution. It's not even a solution. Correct. It's a temporary uh, measure that doesn't solve the problem. Right. Uh, because now you've displaced a hundred plus units right. of people. Where are they going to go? Um, you know, we've and so it doesn't. It it may scratch an itch temporarily. Yeah. But it uh, creates a bigger issue that. I don't know that anyone is prepared to try to figure out how to solve. Uh, so really the best case scenario is you get an owner that really wants to invest there, yep. really wants to fix those buildings up and can, can bring them back to the uh, condition that they should be, not the condition they're in. Uh, and we get a place that's, that's uh, renovated, it's nicer, and it's full with people that are, you know, that have a condition that they should be living in. Yeah. It just, it, I, I, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I will say, you know, we've we've had some really good uh, interactions with our federal delegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congressman Turner's office has been very helpful, and I think uh, the interesting part is even Congressman Turner's having a difficult time getting through the HUD <laughs> bureaucracy. Uh, they've been again very responsive, very helpful. Um, just when they, the HUD, if you can imagine, is a very large organization. Yeah. And so trying to find the right person to talk to at the right time with the right information is difficult, even for an elected official. Right. Uh, but they, I can't say enough about how they've helped try to navigate that and really got some response when we were really having a hard time getting anybody to respond to us. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that's Fairborn Apartments. Uh, there will be more, I'm sure, that's going to come out about this. I don't know that uh, we certainly aren't done. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's probably a lot more to happen. So stay tuned, watch the news, watch uh, we'll we'll share what we can on social media, but probably not a whole lot. Uh, the news is probably where we get your your yeah. your stories there. Let's talk about an ARPA project. So we've yeah. uh, talked about most of the ARPA projects. I'm going to talk about two here, one here, and then one later when we talk about our social media meltdown. Uh, but we've uh, one of the ARPA projects that City Council has agreed to uh, expend ARPA funds on is the Main and Central interchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we don't have a flagpole. No. Uh, we've got a damaged, some damaged granite uh, in the center of Central and, and Maine. And I want people to understand, we're not leaving it that way because we want to. Uh, it's very hard to get granite uh, and right. to get, get granite pieces to replace what's there. Um, so we have, we've been working on trying to get the granite uh, replaced. It's a very long process to get that done. There's only a few people that do that, and it's a very long wait time. So we're not purposely leaving that the way it is just to, for any reason other than we can't get the granite to repair it. Uh, with that being said, we are looking at a way to potentially redesign that intersection 
so that it is safer mm-hmm. and you don't have that really weird, uh, you kind of have to jog around the, the flagpole right. in the middle as you come through there. Uh, and people tend to go a little faster through there than they really need to or should. So we're looking at a way to one, slow the traffic down a bit and two, uh, make it a little more comfortable as you're driving through there. Right. So we, our engineering department is uh, looking uh, with a consultant to look at some ways to redo that. That would improve the flow of traffic, not only on Central, but also on Main. Uh, and without, uh, t- one big thing is we don't want to take any parking out because parking is a premium. Right. Uh, if we can add parking, great. And two, we want to make it safe for pedestrians and safe for people that are visiting the businesses and safe for people driving. Yeah. Um, so look for more to come out. We're going to have some, uh, there'll be a lot of public engagement with regard to that project. That's mm-hmm. not something we're just going to unveil and do. We will look for public input. Yeah. Uh, not only from the general public, but also the downtown businesses and people that are most affected by that change. Yeah. Just start a rumor here. <coughs> What's that? Should just do a roundabout. Hey, we would love to do a roundabout there. Hey, so if I'm you want yeah, let's just, let's let that out. It's going to be a roundabout. Start, it's going to be a roundabout. Yeah. We've not done any design, but <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's going to be a roundabout. Uh, speaking uh, of Main Street, um, you know, we've had a little bit of, we've taken a little flack. Uh, uh, and I'm going to say rightly so, maybe at Maine and Maple. Yeah. Uh, we took out a, a traffic signal there because the signal was uh, really outdated and mm-hmm. really uh, costing a lot of maintenance time. Uh, and in the infinite wisdom, felt like it no longer needed to be a signal uh, and attempted to go with a continuous flow of traffic on Ma- Maple and a stop sign on Maine. Yeah. And really realized quickly that that was uh, too much of a change in terms of traffic. Mm-hmm. And so we've decided to put in a four-way stop. Uh, on top of that, it's a four-way stop where the signals are flashing. You can't so miss it. it. should grab your attention now as you come through there. <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, there's no missing the stop signs that are flashing. And I don't, think, I don't want people to think that we realized we were wrong. I think we realized that something needed to happen very quickly after we took the signal out. The reason it took so long is ordering those materials has been kind of difficult, and getting that installed has taken longer than we thought. Uh, so when we took the signal out, we realized quickly this needs to be a four-way stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get the stuff ordered to do it. We we wanted, uh, we're trying to eliminate the need for electricity at that intersection so we could take the poles and everything out. So we needed a solar-powered uh, mechanism that would uh, make those LED lights flash. So that's what took so long in getting that done. Uh, but it's better now. I think it's a better uh, arrangement. I think it's uh, a lot safer than it was. Yes. Uh, so uh, we now have a four-way stop at Maine and Maple. Yes. So, and I'm not going to jinx it, but it is much safer. <laughs> right. As you live about a, less than a block from there, I think Correct. It's, uh, yeah, you've, Correct. you've written most of that. Yes. Uh, coming up next Tuesday is election day. Yep. Uh, and this is, uh, I, it's a little trivia. I'm a civics nerd. Ooh, is so. this part of the, did you know? <coughs> well, no. So it's, you know, a lot of people think that you vote on the first Tuesday of the month, right? I thought it was the second Tuesday. It's not, it's the Tuesday after the first Monday of the month. Oh, so that's where people get that could be if you want to win, win a bar bet. Sometimes it's the first Tuesday because it's the Tuesday after the first Monday. That makes sense. Sometimes it's the second Tuesday. See, because last year it was the first Tuesday. It was very early. It was like the third, it was second, like the or second, third. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, mm. the first, well, November first falling on a Tuesday. Oh yeah. Uh, it is the so it's not the Tuesday after the first Monday in November. It's the so the first Monday in November would be the seventh. Gotcha. So and then the the election day is the 8th. So it's a really interesting way to think about it. So November 8th is election day. Huh. Uh, a lot of things on the, n- nothing really local in Fairborn on the ballot. 
Uh, we don't have anything local issues. We don't have levies, anything up for grabs. I know a lot of local communities around here do. Yeah. Uh, our schools don't have anything, to my knowledge, on the ballot either. So uh, there's really nothing local to Fairborn that you need to right. consider. Uh, but there are a lot of things happening with the state and federal election. Um, you know, I won't say anything other than if, you know, the only way for your voice to be heard is to vote. Right. So please uh, use your, your right and vote. Yep. Um, Get out and vote. If And if you don't vote, then you can't complain about it. <laughs> right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's how I always feel sometimes. I'm like, okay. Right. I'm right. tired. But if I want to complain this year. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to get out and vote just so I can complain. <laughs> And trust me, there's a lot of folks on social media that follow our page that like to complain, and I'm sure they're voting. That's right. I'm sure they are. Too. I'm sure they are. So. There are also a lot of people that follow our page that don't complain. So. That's right. Yeah, and that's right. I'm not trying to lump everybody into that. It's okay. So let's talk about some construction projects first yeah. before we get into the social media meltdown. Uh, good news. Uh, well, two things. One, Maple finished before Dairy Queen. So it sure if did. you had Dairy Queen in that, uh, and, and in that bet, you lost. Yep. Um, but Dairy Queen just received their certificate of occupancy. Mm -hmm. I believe they had a kind of an invitation only event. Soft opening. Uh, the last couple of days, soft opening. Uh, so they should be getting up and running any day now. Yeah. <coughs> I personally, I am a big fan of the pumpkin pie blizzard. Oh. And it is the perfect time of year for that place to open. Absolutely. Because I believe they have the pumpkin pie blizzard. I, I, you'll see me up there quite a bit. Uh, so that got it open. And then Casey's is just the same. They just got their studio occupancy. I believe they're looking to do a hard opening maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, but that looks really good and it's coming along quickly. Uh, so two things that people have been eagerly waiting, cases and DQ mm -hmm. should be open any day now. Uh, we do have sheets, which has been approved at our planning board. Right. And is scheduled to go to council in the next couple of meetings. Uh, there's been a minor hiccup with some stormwater issues, nothing, uh, I don't want this to be the next uh, cracker barrel right. uh, where we kept sheets out. <laughs> we didn't, uh, they're gonna build brick anyway. Right. Uh, so uh, sheets is having just a minor issue with stormwater. It's nothing insurmountable. Uh, so they're talking with their engineers and our engineers about uh, some stormwater and then also whether or not a signal is gonna be warranted at uh, Chapelgate and right. uh, 235 or Xenia. So again, those are minor things, nothing that's gonna keep the project from going forward. Um, we'll just take a little a couple, couple more weeks before we can get that finally approved through council. But no, that is not going to be the cracker barrel of 2022. <laughs> uh, so look for sheets to, to get going. We finished our street program. Yeah, uh, it's in, in process. In process. So uh, we are finishing our street program. We are finishing our street uh, we've program. We've not finished it yet. So we, they have a lot of, we had 16 streets that are getting resurfaced. Mm -hmm. uh, four of them got repairs uh, yep. as well. So um, we, and the reason that we, uh, we're kind of, doing this at the, not the last minute, but towards the end of the season is we partner with Green County mm -hmm. on our street resurfacing. We get better uh, costs that way. It costs us better because uh, a contractor can bid on all of Green County's projects and right. you get some economies of scale there. And so we get typically better bids that way and it costs us a little less money to do these projects. We could go on our own and do them whenever we wanted to, but yeah. we would spend probably 20% more than we do now. So in an effort to do as many streets as we can with our budget, we uh, partner with the Green County engineer and, and do that. So we typically, they'll start at one end of the county and work their way, uh, and they've just gotten to Fairborn and are in the process of doing our streets, but the ones they've done look terrific. Yep. So yep. we look forward to that. Uh, anything before we get to our social media meltdown? Uh, no, well, I, yes. Okay. I got an email about Dave Matthews. Did you get an email about Dave Matthews? I did, Matthews? my tickets are in. I know. My tickets excited. are in. So Dave Matthews is, November 16th. I believe there's still tickets available. There are. So 
how that is, I have no idea. They must be on the resale market. I, I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I I got mine the first day. I was. I waited a yeah, little longer. I was there. So, uh, yeah. So I'll see you at Dave Matthews. Yeah. Uh, I, I am. a good time. I have been talking with uh, our fire marshal about, because he has to do some things with the pit. Ah. And I asked him if he needed you know, some help with some help or, you know, just somebody to uh, supervise the communication plan for the pit so that we have right, one moving right, forward right. and can you know, document things. Pit communications. You yeah, can start, pit a, communication. start a niche, start a niche yeah. business. So uh, I, I told him, I said, you let me know right. uh, if you need that and how, how many hours beforehand. I'm more than happy to help you. Perfect. So Perfect. I'll yeah. let you know. Okay. And my Apple watch is talking to me here. Sorry. Um, it's okay. I didn't call you Batman, so that's all right. Uh, not yet. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our social media meltdown. If uh, you followed social media, um, there was a, and I want to talk a little bit about history here too, uh, with regard to the Fairborn Phoenix. And we, next, our next episode, we're going to have Chris Morris from the Fairborn Phoenix come on and, and talk about this. Yeah. Uh, he was going to be on today, but, um, you know, life happens and kids get sick and those yep. types of things. So look forward to have Chris coming on next, next time. I want to talk a little bit about the Fairborn Phoenix and give you a bit of a history lesson with it. Um, I think there's been a misconception that the city owned at one point the, the former Fairborn Theater. And to my knowledge, and I could be absolute, and to, you know, my history here, the city's never had an ownership interest in the Fairborn Theater. Um, the Fairborn Theater was owned by the Chackers family, I think, when it was uh, under when it was a theater. Uh, it then was later owned by a citizens group, a group of uh, Fairborn put together a group, a private group to, to own it. Um, and they did some things there, did some fundraising, trying to get the roof fixed, trying to renovate it as a theater, sort of the, the precursor to the Fairborn Phoenix. Um, before I came to Fairborn, this would have been eight or so years ago, uh, they took out a loan to do some repairs to the building. Um, could not pay the loan back. The loan got in, got foreclosed and ownership ultimately ended up with our Fairborn Development Corporation, <coughs> which is our community improvement corporation, which is not the city of Fairborn. It is a, it is a board and economic development arm of the city, but it is not a city uh, group. There are city people that sit on it, uh, but they're the minority of the group. Uh, there are, uh, it's a 12 member board. The majority of members are business owners and uh, residents of Fairborn that are not affiliated with the city. Uh, and they took ownership of that uh, theater years and years ago uh, and really did not know what to do with it, frankly, and wanted to figure out a way to get it renovated. I know there's been a lot of folks who suggested we tear it down. Uh, that building is historic. It is on the National Register of Historic Places because for your historians here, that is where the governor of Ohio signed the charter for Fairborn in 1950. Yep. Uh, so, and there's a beautiful mural that is now in the Fairborn Senior Center that was part of the the, the theater that has uh, been preserved and is up at the, the um, Fairborn Senior Center. It's a beautiful facility, or a beautiful mural. <coughs> so it, it is a historic building. And it it's, again, it's another project that's going to take multi-millions of dollars to renovate. Uh, we had two young men uh, come forward, Chris Morris and Jordan Terrell, both Fairborn High School graduates. Um, Chris uh, still lives in the Fairborn area, lives in Dayton region. Um, and uh, Jordan, who now lives in New York City because he's a documentary filmmaker uh, and did a, and the way this all got started is uh, Jordan debuted his documentary, Hero in Ohio, uh, at the Fairborn Theater. Yep. 
uh, and a wonderful documentary. If you, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. If not, it, it was a really well done documentary. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan's a very talented filmmaker. Uh, and they debuted it at the Fairborn Theater, and that kind of uh, reinvigorated their love of that building, yeah. and got their creative juices flowing. And they decided to take that on as a project. They developed a LLC called the Fairborn Phoenix, and are in the process of doing some fundraising to renovate that space. Mm -hmm. One of the ways they're doing that fundraising is they're holding events there. Uh, they did Rocky Horror Picture Show, they've done some wrestling events, they've done uh, some music events. I think they did a Beatles tribute, Hard Day's Night was there. Yeah. Um, they had the Labyrinth Ball, which mm -hmm. was a partnership with another Fairborn business, which I think was sold out. Yeah. Um, so they've done some really wonderful things there. And in effort to generate revenue that then could be used to develop the plans and to just get funding for this renovation. <coughs> it's such an important project to Fairborn that our city council has allocated a half million dollars in ARPA money to help with this renovation. Uh, and the way that money is going to be used is a roof is going to be put on it, which was intended originally, right. uh, but a brand new roof is going to be put on it. Uh, they're going to develop all the architectural drawings that are going to be needed to get their other sources of funding, uh, tax credits, historic tax credits, so on and so forth. Uh, and they're going to look at reinvigorating the marquee mm -hmm. uh, so they could relight the marquee um, because it is such an important project. Now, with that being said, uh, the city doesn't really have any purview over the types of events that they hold there. Right. Um, well, and, and the FDC no longer owns it. Correct. They've, they've transferred the ownership over to correct. the Fairborn Phoenix with some certain milestones that need to be met. Right. And there are some benchmarks that the Phoenix Group has to, to achieve in correct. order to retain that ownership. Uh, but they control it. It's their building. FTC no right. longer has that ownership. Just wanted to make that. <clears throat> yeah, that's. I appreciate you making that distinction. So there really is no control that the city has over this building, right. like any other building, uh, any other private building. Right. They can kind of do with it what they want, right? Uh, however, they had a, an event scheduled uh, with uh, um, that some people thought was offensive, some people didn't, and it's a more of a political issue, I think, than it is a. Uh, anything else, uh, it caused some concern. Uh, a few of our uh, diehard critics really got in their feelings about it uh, and really kind of went on a rant uh, yeah. about it and caused all kinds of, not really havoc, but really did their best to do what they could do to, to get that event stopped. After talking with uh, Chris and Jordan, um, I think it was probably determined that it wasn't worth going through all of that right. and creating any more uh, consternation. Uh, and so I think they decided to cancel that event. Um, it wasn't because uh, anybody, I don't know that uh, really they could have gone forward with it, frankly, but it's, it was their right to do that. They decided, Hey, in the best interest of just everything, we don't want the hassle. Uh, they decided to go ahead and cancel it and we'll continue to do events there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just, I think we'll, uh, continue to work with the city on, on those events. And, you know, really, I think they finally decided, look, it wasn't worth uh, bringing uh, the criticism on the city and on the FTC and on everybody else sure. uh, to, to hold this event, uh, and they will look at other ways to do that fundraising. Yeah, I, I have lots of thoughts, but. <laughs> <laughs> it, on the one hand, it's, it's uh, you know, you hate for somebody like that to, to I don't want to say win, but you know you don't want to give give them the satisfaction of affecting what you do. Um, but in the meantime, I mean, at the same time, it, 
there were some questionable things with regard sure. to what was going on. I'm not going to de- deny that. Uh, and some of the issues that were brought up were legitimate. I think they could have been addressed. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it's probably easier to just, instead of try to fight it, just to maybe figure out how to hold that event a different way sure. at a different time. Um, so, um, again, Chris will be on next next episode. We can talk through that a little bit and get his thoughts on it and just see where he was with it. Uh, but, you know, the city is going to spend a half million dollars there. Uh, so, you know, we want to make sure that it's uh, uh, that our money and not that, again, no criticism of anybody at the Fairborn Phoenix. Um, I think the confusion came in where the city is providing this revenue source. Right. People thought that we had a little more control over what's going on there. Again, we give grants all the time to businesses. Don't tell them how to run their business. Um, doesn't mean that we can't say, hey, this is, you know, here's what we think you should do. Here's what I think makes sense. Uh, and I'm, uh, you know, we, we can do that all day long. Um, at the end of the day, they could have decided to do this event and, yeah. you know, thumb their nose at everyone. Uh, but I think in the, you know, interest of being good partners and being good stewards of whatever, they decided to cancel it and they'll do it a different way. Yeah. Um, so it, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, and again, we'll get Chris's feedback uh, when he comes in in a couple of weeks. Uh, but that was a social media meltdown. I think, again, there are a lot of folks that uh, I think have some criticisms over the way we do things and how we do things. And people have taken personal shots at me uh, about my past and I have nothing to hide. I will talk about whatever. Uh, all of that is irrelevant <laughs> in this case. Right. Um, and I I want to think what makes people really frustrated, and I hope they're listening to this, is that they really don't like the fact that they can't affect anything that I do. Right. <laughs> as much as they'd like to tell me how to do this job and what to do and how to dress and what shoes to wear and how to act in public, uh, they can't. And that's frustrating for them. And I love it. <laughs> right? I love it. Yeah. Uh, because I, I work with some wonderful people, uh, both in the organization and elected officials that understand what we're trying to do and understand right. the progress we've made with our social media, with our communications, with our projects, where we're going. Uh, and they understand that this is, you know, it's a, it's a bump in the road, right? And so they're, they've bought into that. They've bought into the vision that we've created uh, and we're in a good, right, a good trajectory. And there may be, I'll give it best case scenario, a hundred people <laughs> that uh, maybe side with certain individuals uh, even though there's probably, I think there's, what, 1,200 people that are on that page, mostly just to see right. some of the crazy stuff that comes out of it. Uh, but I think there's probably 100 people that maybe feel that same way. We have 34,000 people in Fairborn. Right. So I can't do that percentage because I'm not good at math, but it's I'm not, not a big percentage, yeah. right? Right. Well, and I think, you know, it's, if we if we weren't making strides in a, yeah. in a forward, you know, pattern and, 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 forward progress and basically if we weren't putting our money where our mouth is um you know then maybe i could understand right but if we'd done nothing yeah, in the last you know, eight if, years it's legitimate if if you know all the all the crazy things that we decided to do did nothing um right if all the partnerships we made if all the you know crazy beer fest that we put on right um Mediocre beer fest. Mediocre, I'm sorry, mediocre. I knew yeah. there was the word I wasn't fighting. Right. Mediocre beer fest that we put on, you know, all the stupid cat posts that I put up there. Right. You know, if if it wasn't working. Right. Okay, I could see, I could see doing something different. Yeah. But it's doing what 
we want it to do. Right. And that's engaging people. And that's, yeah. you know, moving Fair, Fairborn to new places that it's never been before. And it's, it's showing people that, you know what, your city government can do things like not other city governments. Right. And it doesn't have to be the way that it, it always has been. And it can be different and it should be different because, you know, different is good. Right. Different is scary. It can be. Change is, change change is scary, scary for a lot of people, right? But, but that's not always a bad thing. Right. Um, and, it's, and it's okay. It's okay that it's, it's different. Um, so I, I say, you know, you can call us what you want. You can, you know, say that uh, I've got a, right. I'm 12 and that I've got a VBS education, which I do. I mean, I've got, right. I can list my, my education. If you want, I have a bachelor's in, we're, we're in getting, ministry. We're getting low on time. On okay. This. I won't, I won't, I won't list them all. Sorry. Right. You know, so I mean, <laughs> you know, so we can do that. Right. Right. But you know, yeah. And, and so it's, uh, I guess the, the main thing for me is, um, you may disagree with what we're doing and you want, I mean, you've actually come to council and asked the mayor to intervene in our social media, <laughs> uh, which number one is not his role. He understands that. And two, he's bought in uh, to what's going on. So texting him Saturday morning 25 times in a row doesn't make sense because he's not going to change his opinion uh, just because you get more persistent. Uh, so um, with that in mind, um, if you don't like it, don't follow. Right. I mean, if you don't really appreciate what we're doing, don't follow it. I mean, nobody's right. Nobody's forcing. Only, yeah, nobody's uh, opening your eyes and making you look at the right. at the Fairborn uh, social media. Um, and and I really want to think that I don't, we don't do anything to embarrass anybody. No, we don't do anything to embarrass ourselves. We, we don't do anything to embarrass the city. So you know, to to hear that you know what we put out there and what we do here is an embarrassment. Right. You know, I don't. I, you know, I don't agree with that. But no. Uh, you know, I think in, you know, so sh I will tell you, anybody that knows me knows that I really like some good snark, <laughs> like snarkiness is like a, uh, my love language, frankly. Yeah. Um, and so I really appreciate when somebody can get a little snarky in a, in a, not a mean way. Right. Um, and so I may like a comment that's a little snarky, mm -hmm. uh, but that's just me. And, you know, if you take that personally, that's on you. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I like things. I like, com I, again, I could, we could have a whole nother episode just on this and I, they don't deserve it. Uh, but you know, if appreciate that you, that you have a comment and you really want to, you know, if, if done in a respectful way, that is, uh, sort of, uh, more of a, I'm trying to think of the right word. I'm kind of hopped up on cough medicine here. Um, <laughs> but don't let that get out. <laughs> That'll be on social media next. Um, that's done in a constructive way. I think it could be good. Right. We could have a yeah. meaningful conversation uh, when you want to get uh, demeaning and you want to get ugly and you want to call names and you want to just uh, just belittle people, but then can't you know want to be want to call out bullies uh, that try to do the same thing to you? Then you're a little bit of a hypocrite, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, and you've lost credibility in my mind. So, right. um, well, and here's my fear with. And this will be the last thing, you know, I'll say about this one, you know, with the issue with what happened with Fairborn Phoenix is, you know, it's, it's that, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of, oh, what's the phrase, you know, it's like, we're kicking ourselves, right? Right. We don't want to ruin a, a good thing. We don't, you know, when we, 
when we attack somebody who's trying to do something good for Fairborn, right. like that defeats the purpose. And you know, if it, if it could have been somebody else, you know, they may have just said, well, forget this. We're right. done. We're not even going to invest in this. And right. then just walked out and went somewhere else. Right. Um, you know, so I, I would just hate to see that um, happen to somebody else in another business. Um, so again, we talked about it, what, multiple episodes ago of right. and being mindful. You know, you also have to keep in mind that the Fairborn Phoenix folks give out free turkeys at Thanksgiving oh my gosh. for people in need. They give out all, backpacks. All of the good that they do yeah. in the community, um, you know, for this one thing to, to call into question their character right. is insane. Uh, and two, you know, there are wonderful groups out there that do some amazing things in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to give a shout out, which wasn't on the list, the inclusive Fairborn yeah. who fed people at Fairborn Oh my apartments, gosh. Yes, they did. Uh, went out and, and spent their own money, worked with Green County Public Health to uh, provide some information mm-hmm. uh, and fed people in Fairborn apartments. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy to criticize somebody from your home sitting on your computer but unless you've actually tried to get out and do something for the community, it's hard to criticize somebody who has. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those folks at the Inclusive Fairborn took it upon themselves to do this, mm-hmm. uh, put together a really good event, and I think reached a lot of people that day. Yeah, they. Uh, from what I was told, they, they ran out of just about everything they had. Yeah. So which is incredible. Kudos to them for taking that on because, as, as we mentioned, there are a lot of folks in need at Fairborn Apartments. Yeah. Uh, so that was certainly was on point with that assistance because there certainly was a need for, for that that location, and we app- applaud them for taking that project on. Uh, however, there are some folks who just want to criticize them and criticize Green County Public Health and so on and so forth. Again, it's easy to criticize where you've never done anything positive. Right. Uh, and so until you've done something positive, let's keep that in your back pocket. Awesome. Uh, how about that? We'll, let's end with that. Okay. That's All good. Right. So that's, again, this is episode 12 <laughs> of Rumor Has It. We got a little deep in our feelings there a little sorry, bit. Sorry, we did. kind of went on a rant. We did, sorry. Uh, and we I didn't pop, cough the whole time. So <laughs> must have been good. <laughs> so, uh, and one last that we missed World Cat Day. Uh, Love the post over the weekend about <laughs> World did. Cat Day. It was National Cat uh, Day. I didn't get a chance to share the pictures of my two cats. Uh, Fleek and Felicia, but there were some wonderful pictures that people submitted. There were. Uh, and so thanks for doing that. Continue to do that. Um, if you really, if you've not shared it yet, but you have a cat picture that you want to share, please add that to our I'll add it to, to the post. show notes so that we'll other people can show add notes. it. Yeah, there's some really, really funny stuff there <laughs> uh, and some really fun things. So that's, again, that's part of the interactive um, way that we've built our following and built yeah. our reach. And uh, it's been a really fun thing. So uh, there's got to be, I'm sure, a National Dog Day that we'll oh, be looking yes, forward totally. to. Uh, so get ready with your pictures of your dogs yep. um, and be prepared to show those. We are equal opportunity pet people. That's right. All right. That does it for episode 12 of uh, Rumor Has It. Uh, again, listen for the Government Ops podcast. We get a little more, in, in mm-hmm. a little more dry, uh, but we use that to talk about how government functions. Uh, follow our socials. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Instagram, all the, right, all the, all the things, all the things the cool kids use. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, if you have any g- good ghost stories, ghost please stories. send those in to us. Ooh. All right. Anything else, Megan? No. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you around town. So if you're still listening, this is uh, the end of the podcast here. 
Uh, this is we're we're gonna try to do a little Easter egg here, and I'm not sure what we're gonna do, Megan. But this is <laughs> if anybody's turned this off, they're not gonna hear this. Uh, I will say if you've managed to continue to listen and you're catching this part of the pod, send us your favorite. Oh, we almost got the music again. Oh, sorry, I know I'm trying to fix <laughs> that's something. Like, that's like the Academy Awards <laughs> when you're sitting here at oh, yeah. speech and they start the music to <laughs> yeah. Shepherd Took's coming next. Uh, send us again some more of your favorite pet pictures. Uh, and we'll, we'll do our best to put those in the show notes. Uh, but also, uh, we're going to try to do something. If you listen to this, um, we'll try to do something, put a little Easter egg in the show every time. Mm-hmm. So it'd be behoove you to listen all the way to the very end. Yeah. So all the way to the end, all the way to the end. Maybe we'll do some ASMR stuff too. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. That's it. I promise. Okay. Bye.